Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, March 24th. As a decision about a potential indictment of former President Donald Trump looms, Trump is ramping up his rhetoric ahead of his first campaign rally of the 2024 campaign. One thing is certainly clear from this week. Donald Trump has not lost his ability to control the media narrative. And just with a social media post last Saturday, without any evidence to support it, he predicted he was going to be arrested on Tuesday. He was not. And with that came a week's worth of news coverage with Donald Trump at the center as everyone awaits a potential indictment in New York. As I'm sure many of you know, D.A. Bragg is looking into the case relating to Stormy Daniels and the hush money payments made to the porn star in advance of the 2016 election. Now, there's a whole bunch of theories here. A, Donald Trump wants everyone focused on the New York case, which many legal experts believe is the least consequential of all the investigations into the former president right now. He wants to distract from what's going on here in Washington, and he wants to use the prosecution or the potential prosecution, I should say, in New York to rally Republicans to his cause. And his main avenue in doing that is to continue to go on the attack against the Manhattan District Attorney, Alvin Bragg, who, as you know, he and his team are considering what would be a historic indictment, the first ever of a former president, if indeed that's what Bragg chooses to do here and the grand jury votes out. The grand jury in Manhattan will reconvene on Monday and potentially hear from an additional witness in the case. So it's not at all clear if this is all wrapped up yet or not, except for just a grand jury vote. And Donald Trump, in the most reckless way, is amping up his rhetoric on social media, suggesting that the potential for violence hangs over Bragg's decision on the law. Trump raised the possibility in the wee hours this morning on his Truth Social platform of, quote, potential death and destruction if he is indicted. The former president continues to assert, quote, no crime has been committed. Here was how House Minority Leader Democrat Hakeem Jeffries responded to Trump's social media post earlier today. Well, the twice impeached former president's rhetoric uh, is reckless, reprehensible and irresponsible. It's dangerous. And if he keeps it up, he's going to get someone killed. A source familiar with the plans tells CNN that New York law enforcement officials are still preparing for the possibility of a grand jury decision next week and therefore all the security components that go into that kind of event planning. In perhaps the most bizarre sort of side story to this that is going on, just to be aware of, the sequel to the film Joker is actually being filmed in the area of the Manhattan courthouse where the grand jury meets, and it's expected that they are shooting scenes that will include protests and cars on fire this weekend, according to a source familiar with the planning. So be wary of any reports you see of violence or protests outside the Manhattan courtroom because it actually could be a film 
that's being shot on location there. Now, this reckless and irresponsible rhetoric from former President Trump on his social media is occurring in advance of his first campaign rally of the 2024 campaign. Now, any of you listening who have followed Donald Trump's political career understand how important the Trump rally has been to his success in politics. In the past, he has been able to convene large groups of voters, more than we usually see at an American political candidate's rally, and not only be able to deliver the message that's going to dominate the media coverage, but also use it as an organizing tool for his base of support. This weekend, Donald Trump will hold that first rally in Waco, Texas, and it is lost on no one that he is doing so around the 30th anniversary of the FBI siege of the Branch Davidian compound in Waco, an event that has given birth to conspiracy theories on the far right of American politics that have lived on to this very day. Trump's team does not say that they're planning to hold the rally in Waco in any way to connect it to what occurred in 1993, but that seems hard to believe given the timing and location chosen. As we've talked about on the podcast this week, it's important to note how some of Donald Trump's declared and potential opponents for the 2024 Republican nomination are responding to this week-long swirl about his potential legal troubles and how Donald Trump then responds in kind at this rally will be something to watch. Listen to Mike Pence on Fox News last night. What we're witnessing is what I call the criminalization of politics. I mean, the, the truth is, let, let me stipulate, no one's above the law, but no one is below the law. Tens of millions of Americans look at what's happening in the Manhattan DA's office and say, enough is enough. We've got to end this political prosecution of the president. Earlier this week, Governor DeSantis of Florida, perhaps Trump's chief rival for the nomination thus far, even though he's not a declared candidate, started poking the bear a bit by reminding everyone of the underlying details of the case of a hush money and porn star and all the like so that he could call into question sort of the character of Trump. Though DeSantis also joins in Trump in going after Alvin Bragg and a prosecution that he believes is out of bounds and for political pursuit. And as for DeSantis continuing to sort of separate himself from Donald Trump in this contest, well, he was asked on Newsmax on Thursday in an interview if he would serve as the former president's vice presidential running mate. I think I'm probably, um, you know, more of a, uh, an executive guy. I mean, I think that you want to be able to do things. That's part of the reason I got in. I got into uh, this job is because we, we have action. We're able to make things happen. And I think that's probably what I'm best suited for. As I said at the top, Donald Trump has a lot of focus on New York because he doesn't want much focus on what's happening in D.C. Trump's primary defense attorney, Evan Corcoran, testified to the grand jury in Washington today after a federal judge ruled he had to. Now, think about this. The fact that the DOJ won its argument that attorney-client privilege doesn't apply here because a crime was likely committed by Trump in not telling the truth to his lawyers about information relating to the classified documents means that a judge ruled to pierce 
the attorney-client privilege in this case that was being asserted and forced Corcoran to testify today. And remember, the classified documents case is just one part of the special counsel investigation that has Donald Trump at the center of it. The other part of Jack Smith's investigation is related to Donald Trump's role in the January 6th insurrection on Capitol Hill. And Trump and his team have been seeking to assert executive privilege for a whole host of people that Jack Smith is looking to talk to in Trump's orbit in that portion of the case. And it is not at all clear if that executive privilege is going to be granted. So after a week of Donald Trump trying to orchestrate news coverage and the political world, we are now entering a week where indeed we actually may get a potential indictment of the former president. And the equation will quickly change from Donald Trump trying to preempt what is undoubtedly an unwelcome development in terms of public relations and move more into the real world potential legal peril for the former president, who, as we will see again this weekend, is an active candidate for the presidency in 2024. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Steve Lichtai is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Taylor Galgano. We'll be back Monday.